I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to Respect Our Decision, episode 42. As always, I'm your boy Hirsch, and with me, CJ the Man McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes, is off tonight, man. He's coaching his kids' final games in baseball, dad of the year. The hype man, Wes, he'll be back with us for Pot of the People, and he'll be with us next week as we kick off our June official visit preview shows we'll be doing them all through you know going into the month of june as we start breaking down the official visit weekends each week and who's coming and maybe give a prediction on who we might think we get out of those visits so that'll be starting next week we'll preview that big big recruiting weekend of june 2nd when dj lagway jeremiah smith and company will be in town so make sure y'all don't miss that episode But before we get started, guys, as always, make sure you go out there and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you haven't already, check us out on our YouTube channel. And while you're there, if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, guys. Y'all been killing it on the subscriptions. Y'all been killing it on liking the videos and leaving comments, guys. We appreciate you so much. The numbers just continue to just go up and up. You guys have blown us away, man, with your support. And we appreciate that. And don't forget, we're going to be doing another giveaway in the month of June, just like we did last month for the hat that CJ is wearing right now. We're going to do a separate item this next month, so y'all stay tuned for that, and we'll be announcing that very shortly on our social media pages. And if you're not already following us there, go check us out on Twitter, at RespectOurDCN. And if you're a big Facebook person, I myself am not, but hey, to each their own, check out our Facebook group, Respect Our Decision, and join that. 
Wes runs that thing. Like, you know, it's just a great group. A lot of guys contributing. We appreciate everyone that does. So, guys, as always, before we get, you know, any further, also make sure you check out our good friends at Alma Mater and all the great merchandise that Alma Mater's got. They're adding new merchandise all the time. I believe they added a new item this week, didn't they, CJ? Yes, they did. They did add a brand new item this week. They added uh, the um, – oh, wow. I thought I'd be better prepared for this. They added, I forgot uh, what it was. God almighty. I believe – I, believe, uh, I know they added the Jack Tawny T-shirts. Uh, they still have those over there. I believe they have them in blue and black. Uh, they have the Jersey program. Um, oh, I know what it was. It's the scared money don't make money t-shirt. That's right. The scared money don't make money t-shirt. I can't believe I, I but yeah, yeah, scared money don't make money t-shirt. We're gonna be talking about a little scared money and making money here in a minute. But yeah, so check our description in the uh YouTube video and we'll have a link for that for that new scared money don't make money t-shirt because that's gonna be kind of a little uh game we're gonna play here tonight on this episode. Not a whole lot of recruiting info right now, guys, because these official visits kick off. First weekend of June, like we said, and we're going to be really, really deep diving into those starting next week. Um, one small piece of information that broke today, uh, Georgia got a commitment from the number one tight end in, uh, in the country, J- Jaden Riddell. And you might be saying, Hirsch, why, why do I care that Georgia got another number one player? Uh, well, the only reason I bring it up is it does directly affect the Gators in some way. Um, one Recruit in particular is tight end Amir Jackson out of Portal, Georgia, that we were uh, were recruiting and going against Georgia for. Um, this helps us a great deal, kind of puts us in the driver's seat. Some of you, if you're out there on a, you know on Twitter and whatnot, may have seen that Corey Bender of On Three logged a prediction for the Gators now to to get Amir. So um, it also helps us with tight end Walter Matthews in the state of Georgia. Uh, another guy that Georgia may have fallen back to if they had missed out on this young man. Um, so right now that recruitment looks like it's down to us in USC. That's USC West, not East. So if priority matters, we could be in a good position here. It really looks like we're looking to try to take two tight ends in this class. So, hey, we can go out there and get two really good four-star, highly recruited tight ends. You know, hey, that's great. Good job there, you know, coach, getting it done. So, guys, what we're going to do tonight is we've composed a few questions, and we're going to play a little game of scared money or cash money. And basically what we're going to do is we got some questions here with some over-unders, basically, if you will, or, you know, some scenario questions on whether the Gators will, certain Gators will or will not achieve things this season. And we're both going to give our opinions on if it's scared money, meaning, nah, it's probably not going to happen, or cash money. Like, you can go ahead and place a bet on it. So, guys, you know, you feel free to drop your comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you believe, hey, you guys are crazy, man, that's cash money. How are you going to say that scared money? Uh, you know, hey, that's what we're here for, man. Everybody's got their own opinion of how the season will go down. This is just ours. So don't don't get offended if her says something. You know, and you're like, Hirsch, you're you're delusional. How could you possibly say that? Delusional Hirsch. Hey, man, it's just my opinion. Don't get bent out of shape. It's cool. Delusional. I hardly knew her. (laughs) (laughs) I respect y'all's opinion, man. Hey, I I like the sunshine pumpers. I'm just kind of steady, man. I'm 
I'm an older dude now. I've, 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 my sunshine pumping years are behind me. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first topic on the list, you know, we got to talk about murder Mertz, man. That's, that's going to be our first one. Graham Mertz will throw four 2,500 plus yards in 2023. CJ, scared money or cash money? He threw for 2,100, a little over 2,100 last year. I'm going to take cash money on this one. I think he's going to get there. I don't think it's going to be much over 2,500. It's probably going to be like 2,540 yards or something like that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm cash money on this one. He got close last year in an offense that was from the prehistoric times. So maybe this year, you know, with the running game being a little stronger, giving him some more weapons to work with, I think I think he could do it. I think he can get in that 26, 2,700-yard threshold. I'm going with cash money on this too, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say upwards of 2,800 yards. I think he's got some really good weapons. I really do. Uh, I, you're going to see some freshmen emerging. You're going to see – you're not going to see Xavier Henderson catching screen passes and getting two yards. Um, I think you're going to see Graham be a little more effective on the slant patterns that we missed last year. And I think you'll see the running backs have some some receiving yards this year as well. And if the tight end position contributes, I mean, you're just – you know, the number could just go up. Now, I know a lot of people are not big on Graham Mertz, and I get that, and that's fine. But he is an experienced quarterback. He knows the offense now. He's, you know, and we've provided him some weapons that he has not had in his career. So I'm going to go upwards of 2,800 yards on the season, cash money, put it in the bank. And, you know, please be right, Hirsch, because I need Graham to have a good season. (laughs) We all do. Number two, the Gators will finish with a top five recruiting class. CJ. I'm scared money. I'm scared money on this one. But there's a think, reason. There's, there's a reason. There's, there's a good reason for that. I don't think we're going to take enough kids to be a top five recruiting class. I think that you, you've got to kind of backload your class to kind of build your ranking now. So I think that we're not going to take, you know, three, four, five flyer kids. I think, you know, our flyer kids, we might take maybe two to three in a class, and we've already got one with Josiah Davis. Um, so I don't, I don't see us taking a whole lot of those kids to kind of help boost the the class. I mean, you saw last year, like Miami, they had like the number three ranked recruiting class based on some of the metrics, some four or five, wherever. And and a lot of that was due to the fact that Miami took a lot of kids that were kind of like flyer kids. They're three stars. They like their projection, but they took maybe five to six of those kids, and that's going to help their ranking a lot. And I think that that would help ours too, but I don't think that that's really the end goal here is I think you'd rather take those five or six scholarships on flyer kids recruiting and you kind of want to use those five or six scholarships in the portal uh, with maybe some more options out there now that you have that um, going forward. So I I think we won't finish with the top five class. I will say we will finish with a top five average. I think that that has kind of been where I'm at beating the drum. I think we're going to have a top eight class with a top five average. You nailed it. You nailed it right on the head. Um, Right. You you said all the points I was exactly going to say. I think we'll be top five on average. I see us being seven or eight probably when it's all said and done. I've seen people say we're going to take between 20 and 22 kids. I'll say maybe 23. I, I could, you know, you're going to find out somewhere through the season, just like you did last year, some kid's going to get mad and say, I'm entering the transfer portal. You may have two or three, you know, because they're not starting or whatever have you, or they're not getting playing time. 
So that's going to, you know, and instantly that's going to open up one more scholarship you can take. But you got to save a couple of spots for that portal, too. Like you can't, you can't, you know, handcuff yourself to the position of, all right, we signed a 26 man recruiting class, but now we can't take a single guy through the portal, you know, and fill maybe a need, a, a, a plug and play guy, which Billy has been good about not so much. You know, he's taking guys with years of eligibility, and we've we've talked about that over and over again. But next year, going into a year which is going to be a very important year for Billy, he may be looking to take a couple of those plug-and-play impact players that you saw maybe like the Florida State doing this year. So you got to leave yourself some options, and you can't just go fill them all up with, with the high school kids necessarily in this day and age. But, you know, Top five average, absolutely, I see that happening. All right, number three, the Gators' defense will be ranked within the top 50 next year. Ooh, it's going to be tight, CJ. What you think? I'm scared money on this one. Uh, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think we'll take that big of a jump. I would love to see that. I think if we could get in the 70s, that's a that's a big jump for me. That's, that's almost like, you know, that's 70 spots better than where we were last year. Um, I would like to be there. Maybe we can. I mean, we've got talented kids on that side of the ball. They're just really young. I think that that's going to be what holds us back. I don't think we're going to play as many high-powered offenses this year as we did last year either. Um, You know, there's some guys that are taking steps back. I don't know if Tennessee is going to be as high-powered, depending on how rising looks in the opener against Utah. I don't know how good they're going to be losing a star running back and their best tight end. Um, you know, that's that's going to take them down a little bit. Kentucky doesn't doesn't seem like a team that jumps off the page, you know. Um, but I think that – I think we will take a step forward um, in the defensive mindset. I think, think that our ranking is going to go up, but I don't think we're going to be in the top 50 in the country. Hirsch is going to go ahead and just um, <clears throat> cash money, baby. I believe in Austin Armstrong. I believe in this defense. I believe this defense is is been well coached now for two years. Let me let me reset that a little bit. I believe this defense has been coached proper technique and responsibility good for two seasons now. Unlike what they were getting under the previous regime here, um, I believe you're going to see a much better tackling team all the way around. I believe with Coach Raymond in charge of the whole secondary, I think some of the coverage confusions and, you know, calls we saw last year are going to be fixed. Uh, I believe we've plugged the position that uh, the defensive tackle position to me is, is going to be night and day over what we saw last year with young talent, young guys brought in the transfer portal. Uh, word came out this week that Kelby Collins is just looks like a absolute Sink grizzled veteran stud, whatever you know, term you want to come up with that the staff is just blown away by Kelby Collins. Um, a healthy Devin Moore. I mean, there's the possibilities for this defense could be a lot better than people think about. And then, of course, what CJ just said a lot of our our teams we're playing are replacing people. No Will Levis, regardless of how bad you thought Will Levis was at football. <laughs> Rising main, even if Rising plays, he's not going to be. I wouldn't imagine he's going to be very mobile in that first game, so he's going to be very limited. Um, I don't know, man. I just I think this defense could take a a 
seismic step forward this year. So we'll see. I mean, you know, we're going to find out real quick when you make that trip across the country, what kind of, you know, but we certainly saw the energy in the spring game. So I think that that's going to carry over as long as we can stay healthy. All right. Number four, the Gators will have an All-American in 2023. Cash money. Cash money. I'm cash money with it. I think we're going to get one. I think it's either going to come from Jason Marshall or it'll come from Shamar James. I think Shamar James has got all the potential in the world to be an All-American. I know that's high praise, but the kid, he learned he did not look like a freshman last year. And it gets kind of lost in the shuffle because of how good Harold Perkins looked at LSU. Because you know you, you kind of you're going to gauge him against that, but Shamar didn't look like a freshman last year. He didn't play like a freshman last year. The guy has a, a chance to take a tremendous step forward. I think he could totally end up being an All American for this football team. Uh, so I'm going cash money on it. I think we get one. I think he can do it. I think him or Jason Marshall could do it, or maybe somebody surprises you on the offensive line like Mazuka if he can come back healthy and have another great year, kind of what Torrance did. Yeah, I I want to believe, but I'm going to go scared money on this one. I don't think they're quite there yet. I, I'd love to see Marshall. I think Marshall has the biggest potential of anyone. Um, if the defense doesn't look as good as what I was just alluding to hoping they look like, I think any guy on defense will get slighted because of the defense as a whole. I mean, it's just generally how that goes with these guys. You know, if if your if your whole defense is terrible, it doesn't really matter how good you are. It just you know they'll say, well, everyone else was bad. Of course, you look good. <laughs> you know, but um, I think I think you're right about the two guys being very good and being being very high up there. I really do think Jason Marshall is going to have a big year, but I want to hold on that because that's another question we're going to get to in a minute. Um, but, yeah, put me down for scared money on that, and I hope I'm wrong. Number five, oh, God. Oh, God. You guys are going to be up in arms about this one. The Gators will finish with eight wins in 2023. I'm scared money, and I, I, I'm sorry. I have been beating <laughs> the drum that this is a six-win team, seven-win team, eight. eight I, I dance. I dance at Billy Napier next wedding if, if they get eight wins. Because it's just it's a tough schedule and you've got a lot of young kids on this team. I hope they prove me wrong, man. I I could totally I could see this team going from anywhere from four and eight to eight and four. It's just there's a lot of unknowns out there. I think there's going to be a lot of good players. I think we're going to see the team in a better direction. I think the team will probably look better than it has the last two years with six win seasons. Even if they go four and eight or five and seven, I think they'll look like they're more cohesive. And they've got a better idea of what they're doing and which direction they're going, but it, it's just like at some point, you know, you just you can't match up, right? And it's all about matchups. And I'm afraid with all the the freshmen on the team, they're still going to make freshman mistakes. I think a lot of those guys are going to get a lot of playing time. I think they're probably going to be the best players on the team, but I, I think that you're still looking at a lot of guys who have a lot to learn. Um, so I'm scared money on that one. I think six or seven wins is probably right where I'm at on a good note, but I could totally see the four or the five wins, unfortunately. I'm scared money, but warming up. I'm still, I, I was at six wins. Now I'm kind of thinking seven. 
I, I'm really starting to, to psych myself into seven. And um, my mind can be persuaded with the right uh, push to maybe get to eight. But right now, you haven't got me there yet. I'm going to have to see some more in, in the fall. Um, you know, we still got some, you know, Trey, you know, Trey Wilson still got to get to campus and get learn this offense. So, you know, you didn't do some things in the portal that I would have liked to have seen, maybe added a couple of guys, you know, and it doesn't look like we're going to at this point. It looks like we're done with the portal. Um, Got to see Mazuka come back healthy. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ifs right now. And until some of those ifs are answered one way or another, I'm going to, I'm going to say scared money and I'm going to be right there at that six to seven wins myself. But uh, like I said, my, my vote can be persuaded with some things uh, go go the right way here before the season. Starts. Closer to we get to the season, the more excited we'll get. Yeah, the more the needle might move. The, you know, if Wes was here, you know, I'm gonna answer for Wes. Uh, Wes would be cash money, nine wins. Cash Can't money. Tell me no, you know. <laughs> no, we twelve and zero. That's that's Wes. Yeah. We twelve Cat, and zero. That's Ain't Wes. The hype man us. says we're twelve Ain't and zero until we us. lose, baby. <laughs> All right, number six. Montreal Johnson will finish with 1,000-plus rushing yards. Cash money. I, I think that he's going to be a back that's going to be leaned on. I think he's going to be a 20 to 30 carry back in a game. Um, I think that you're going to see Trevor Etienne used maybe maybe more of a 10 rushes to 10 receptions kind of player. Um, I, I think he's going <laughs> to. I think you're going to see him get more carry, more you know catches out of the backfield this year. Um, so I don't think he'll get to a thousand rushing yards. I think he'll get to a, a thousand all-purpose yards. But I'm I'm fully convinced that Montrose Johnson is going to have a thousand yard season just because I feel like the sheer amount of carries he's going to get, they're going to warrant themselves to being a thousand yard back. Um, and and he's a great player. On top of that, I mean the guy's auditioning for the NFL this year. I, I don't think he's going to stick around if he has that kind of season either. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to leave and. You know, he's going to go make the money, and you can't be mad at him. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, but I'm scared money. And I'm going to say it. for uh, There's one reason I'm, sca- I'm scared money on this prediction, and his name is Cam Carroll. I think Cam Carroll is going to take some carries from both guys because he can, and he's yeah. capable. Definitely. And I don't think, I don't think he would have come here without a promise of, hey, you're going to get some carries. We're not going to leave you out in the cold. It's your last year to make an impression. You know, we're not going, you're not going to come here and get 30, 40 carries on the season and just when we need you. Um, I think Cam Carroll is going to get that six, seven, eight carries a game. Some, you know, depending on the game and the situations, obviously. And that'll be just enough to take away from Montreal. But hey, the good news is Montreal will have tread on the tires just like Damian Pierce did going into the pros. You know, he's got the film put together by after this season, like CJ said, he'll have enough. Everything Montreal Johnson is will be on film after this season. So, you know, in the running back world, you know, your shelf life is is short. So use it when you got it. And I think that's what's going to happen. But I also, like I said, I think Cam Carroll takes just enough away to keep him under a 1,000. And that's a good thing. All right, number seven, and we just were alluding to this, and this is why I wanted to stop before we went too far with it. Jason Marshall will be an all-conference player. 
cash money. I mean, again, I said he was going to be an All-American, so you can't be an All-Conference. <laughs> you can't be an All-American without being an All-Conference player. I think Jason Marshall definitely is going to have the chance to be an, an All-Conference player. Uh, he's a heck of a ball player. The guy, you know, we don't talk enough about him because I feel like he does his job a lot. Um, kind of like what Kyir Elam had fallen into. You know, people were like, what's wrong with Kyir? Where's the interception? Da, da, da. People weren't throwing at him. Uh, and I don't think they're going to throw at Jason Marshall either. Uh, and, and, you know, if we get a player back in the caliber, like we think what Devin Moore can be, the secondary could be much improved with, with a guy like that. Because if you don't want to throw at Jason and you don't want to throw at Devin Moore, who the hell are you throwing the ball to? You know, he's got a half field lot down here and there. Then you worry about the, the linebackers and covers. But now we have answers for that. Shamar James is very good in coverage. Jaden Robinson has showed how good he is in coverage. So there's a lot of things working Young together. Young man from but Houston I, as well. He, he, you know, uh, Nunnery. He's been nunnery. getting a lot of hype too. So I think that Jason Marshall definitely could be an all-conference player. I, I think for sure. If he lives up to the potential that I think we've given him. And I think too – a lot of that plays into his favor of who are the other corners this year, right? Like there's a lot of those guys that left. Georgia had a lot of guys leave. They lost a lot of defensive backs. Alabama doesn't have a lot of defensive backs that are, you know, standouts. Just Kool-Aid. Players. Yeah. So I think that there's a good chance that you're looking around the entire scope of things that he could probably be an all-conference player just by the sheer fact of who else are you going to put in that spot. Yeah, I'm cash money on this one. I think Jason Marshall is going to be the player that we, you know, he he is who we expected him to be. You know, we're going to ring that bell this season. Why? It's his second year with Corey Raymond, and I think Corey Raymond is going to have that young man. I think Corey Raymond and that young man have probably been in the lab since last season saying, look, this is, you know, hey, this year, don't do that you know, maybe try this, you know, technique working, everything. Hey, we're going to run to your strengths this year more than we did last year when everybody wasn't up to snuff to, to run the defense right. Um, you know, we're going to make you another one of my Corey, you know, Corey Raymond speaking here, first round DBs. This is, you know, I, I completely see that happening in, in Jason Marshall getting his due and his flowers this year. Absolutely. Number eight, Florida will have five-plus freshmen as full-time starters by the time we get to the bye week. Cash money. I, I sing the praises on the on the freshmen all the time. I think that we saw a taste last year where you saw, about, I think, about three of the freshmen come in and really just grab hold of starting spots. I think that you could have three of those guys take over starting roles just in the wide receiver room. Um you know, and then you've got the other side of the football. I, I really, like I said, I, I Dijon Johnson could be a guy that has starting potential. Uh, Sharif Denson, Jakeem Jackson, you know, these guys coming. Jaden Robinson, I Jayden think, Robinson. end up being be a starting linebacker by the time we get to the bye week. I think you're going to see a ton of them. I'm cash money on this. I think you're going to see the freshmen get a big chunk of the playing time, and I would not be shocked if they grab these starting jobs. I'm going to go scared money, but 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 not – here's my thing is I don't think Billy's going to start him. I think that he's just going to rotate him a lot, and they're going to be – they're going to get tons of playing time, but I don't think they're going to – most of them are going to be starters. I think Andy Jean is going to be a starter. I don't think that's even a question. I think you could see uh, Kelby Collins start some games. I think you could see – maybe T.J. Searcy start some games. There's definitely possibilities. 
Roderick Kearney could be starting at some point. I mean, just, you know, or, or Najee Harris. One of those two, I'd almost bet, starts a game this year at some point. I just don't see five-plus at one time. I just I, – I think Billy's going to protect these guys a little more than that. Um, we'll see, though. I mean, he has shown me, you know, hey, if you can do it, you're going to be out there. I just know how, you know, I've watched how Billy likes to rotate these guys out, and I think you're going to see him kind of – the ones that he feels like need that gradual increase in playing time will get it, and the ones like Andy Gene, I think, like I said, will be out there week one. If he's not listed as a starter, he's probably in on play two. Right. <laughs> and I think that's how you'll see a lot of these freshmen handled is, okay, uh, situational – you're covered, you know, Jaden Robinson, you're being, you're fantastic in coverage. Get out there in third down, you know, um, but they're all going to get play. You're going to see so much playing time by freshmen this year. It, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> all right. Number nine, fan favorite debate. Florida will hire a full-time offensive coordinator by the end of the season. Mm, I'm scared money on that. I, I don't know. I'm still scared money on that. I don't think Billy's going to give it up yet. I, I think that we're still a year or two away. Um, you know, and again, my thing with the offensive coordinator, if you want to fight me, it wasn't the offense that held us back last year, guys. We scored, we averaged 30 points a game. And in my mind, 30 is plenty to win a football game. You score 30 points, you should win the game. You know, and maybe that's just me being old school, but that's how I feel about it. Um, you know, if you can do that again with, you know, anywhere from 25 to 30 points a game, I don't see any reason why you should give up the range yet. Um, you know, maybe maybe like you, you, people talk about like management issues or, you know, situational play calling. And, and a lot of that, again, I feel like wasn't so much that they called the wrong play. I just feel like somebody made the wrong decision on the play. Uh, I think there was a lot of times last year where I think they probably drew something up for Anthony Richardson that would probably had worked. But he made a bad decision, and and that's no slight against Anthony. He's a great player, and he could do. I'd love to have him back this year. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not ever going to be a guy who's like ah, I'm glad he's gone because I don't I don't buy into that. That guy could get you out of jams that other players aren't going to get you out of. But there were times last year where you saw, and I mean, and Anthony was a young player. He's only 19, or he was only 20 last year. I mean, coming in and he'd only played, you know, a handful of games, you know, he really showed that young, you know, freshman-ish, sophomore, you know, kind of vibe to him that you're going to make mistakes. Um, So I don't – sometimes there's a lot of times where we looked at play calls last year and I think that they were better than they could have worked out. I just don't think guys executed. And plus, too, I think Billy's still got a lot – in his in his belt that he's not showing us. I think he's got a lot of stuff that you know he wasn't able to run based on personnel issues last year. So I, I don't think that he is ready to turn it over yet until he feels like he's got a team that can execute and he can be comfortable giving the reins to somebody else because he knows, hey, I've got a, I've got a full deck now. I'm playing with a full deck. I can give this to somebody else. They can run this now. I'm not going to have to lean on it on my own anymore so I think we're a couple of years away from that but you know who knows at this point yeah I'm I'm completely scared money on this I don't think it's happening I don't think it's happening anytime soon um one reason being DJ I just don't think you're gonna 
bring it. I mean, I if you don't do it after this year, you're probably not doing it at all then, unless Billy just goes on a roll and then somewhere down the line hires one. But um, because you're gonna have DJ coming in with all these young receivers and guys like that, and he's gonna want it glued into one system. They all know, you know, it's just. And Billy likes his offense, and like CJ said, I don't. The offense wasn't so much as a problem. It's just having, and we've talked about it a thousand times, the right pieces for the puzzle. Um, you haven't seen anything from the tight ends yet, and that's not Billy's offense. Like, Billy uses his tight ends. You've seen no receiving at all from the running backs yet, which you're going to see. I mean, you've seen route trees that were just not completely executed because the receivers didn't have the separation to do so you know, with the four, six, four, seven running guys out there. This is why you see him out here recruiting now two cycles in a row, shorter guys with speed, speed and space because of how he wants to run his offense. He did not have those pieces. He had those big, tall, slower receivers that Mullen liked trying to run his offense and still was able to be a top 20 scoring offense. So, and I know a lot of that was due to AR. But, you know, he didn't he wasn't able to call his full offense either. So I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening in his tenure unless he's here a long time. And like we said, he gets down the road and he's like, all right, I'm tired. I don't need to do this anymore. Somebody else can do this for me. You know, maybe somebody that's been training, you know, on the staff under him learning, you know, a GA, not a GA, but somebody on the staff, you know, learning. All right. Number 10. Oh, boy. Why do we always have to talk about this now? Number 10, Billy will, Napier will be on the hot seat by the end of the 2023 season. <laughs> Scared money. I don't think he's. Well, I mean, I, I guess don't think it depends he... on who's, whose hot seat are we talking about. <laughs> I, let me say this. He's not going to be on the hot seat of anybody that matters or has power to make decisions. Precisely. I think. When you look at a job like Florida or you look at a job like Tennessee or you look at a job like LSU or Miami or Florida State, wherever, I think if you get hired, you're immediately on the hot seat with the fan base, especially a fan base like ours that expects us so much um, and, and especially is so tired of losing. Um, you saw this with, with every program that's had the similar struggles. Texas is still doing it. Tennessee's doing it. Um, you know, don't don't tell me for one minute if Tennessee goes back to six and six, seven and five this year, they're not already going to be back on Heifel's butt, you know, because I've seen it. It's going to happen. Um, the same thing with Florida State. If Mike Norvell goes six and six this year with all the hype he's got, they're going to be right back on his back. I think that it, these jobs are never ending pressure cookers when it comes to the fan base. But you've got to look at it from the point of the people that can actually fire you the people that actually sign your check, the people that actually are making decisions. And I don't think any of those guys have Billy on, you know, the hot seat unless he goes 0 in 12 or 1 in 11, you know, something ridiculous. Um, that's and the, the way locker I room see falls it. apart. And everybody, yeah, well, you know, yeah, if you got guys that are jacking cars and, and they're, there's a they're, mutiny, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're, stealing, they're stealing credit cards, they're pointing guns at video cameras outside of the facility. You know, then you start to then you start to you know raise eyebrows. We might be back losing. if that starts happening. That's that's <laughs> well, urban if, material. If you're, if you're doing that <laughs> when you're losing, it's not good. You know, you can do it when you're winning, but you can't do it when you're losing. 
so aside from stuff like that, I, I don't see any any realm where Billy Napier is on a hot seat with anybody that actually matters or can do anything about the coaching position. Yes, sir. I'm I'm complete scared money on that. Everything you said was correct. Um, short of Billy going two and ten, um, and there being a complete mutiny behind the scenes, there's no way Billy's on anyone's hot seat that makes a difference. A uh, couple reasons. One, he has the full support of everyone that matters right now, and they know this is a long-term rebuild. Billy has not even gotten his quarterback yet due to the Rashada fiasco, which, A, was out of his hands. I mean, it, you know, he he had other quarterbacks lined up, and we covered that last week on why that didn't work out. If you missed CJ's rant on on why we, you know, why we didn't get any other quarterbacks, make sure you go check that out. It was a once in a lifetime rant. Um, it's it, it's his positioning is is not by his fault or design right now. It's it's he was left a terrible situation. And he told the people that mattered, hey, this is what we have to do to fix it. We got to tear this sucker down and rebuild it. And if you want it to work for the long term, you got to build it like this, not mask it with a whole bunch of portal guys. And then hopefully every, the recruiting catches up. I mean, because, you know, you can argue, is Florida State's model correct? I don't think it is. I think it's going to bite them in the ass eventually. I mean, maybe. Maybe they get enough wins in the in back to back seasons where their recruiting blows up. It, it could happen, absolutely. You know, it but it's a risk. Billy's building to be here 10, 15 years. Um, and let's and let's face it, Scott Strickland knows his job is tied to Billy Napier. So essentially, if he starts to say, Hey, well, we got to fire Billy Napier, he's gonna fire himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's what it is. No, no ads out there trying to fire himself. I promise you that. <laughs> you don't get to hire. You don't get to hire three football coaches. You just, you just nope. don't. You just don't. So, um, you know, Scott Strickland knows this. So he's gonna give. He's gonna try to do everything he can to keep Billy Napier here as long as he wants to be here too. So, I know a lot of us don't like Scott Strickland. I'm one of them. Not a big fan at all. But. Right now, he's the guy until some he you know somebody realizes maybe he's the problem, and then we'll go from there. But that's a whole different topic, a whole nother discussion. We'll cover that some other time when we're feeling like ranting about that subject again. So, guys, we hope you enjoyed this segment. <clears throat> we want to do something a little different, you know, as before we really kick start into the recruiting breakdowns, which are going to start next week. As as June is right around the corner, man, we got three solid weeks of official visits lined up and then Friday night lights, of course, on June 23rd, mark your calendars for that. We'll be doing a, a Friday night light special, probably the Sunday after um, if everything goes well and there's enough to talk about, there's been rumblings that Friday night lights is going to be a little different this year. Um, no one really knows that yet for certain. I mean, there hasn't been anything. You haven't started to see kids say, Hey, I'll be there for Friday night lights. That usually doesn't happen until like a week or so out. Um, so we'll, 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 you know, tackle that as it comes, but wanted to do something a little different tonight and hopefully y'all guys enjoyed that. And like we said, if, if you have any opinions about what we said, uh, you know, leave your cash money or scared money in the comments, man. Let us know what you think. We love to read them, see what you think. 
Just don't say, hey, Hirsch, you're, you're delusional, man. How could you possibly say that? It's just my opinion, guys. Don't be upset. You know, hey, different opinions is what makes us have great conversations. All right, CJ, man, let's uh, let's hype up the baseball team for a second. And before you do that, Hirsch wants to break a little baseball news on the podcast. The Florida Gators are up two to nothing right now, currently on Alabama. And Josh Riviera has just tied for the most home runs ever hit by a shortstop in Gator history. So big shout out to Josh for that accomplishment. Great season. Hirsch doesn't ever get to, you know, bring the baseball news to the podcast. He just wanted to slip that in before CJ was able to and, and beat him to the punch for a change. CJ, take it away, man. And I'm just excited we get to put another number on the wall, another, another, you know, you change the sign. That's a big deal. We're SEC champions. I don't give a crap. You want to call us co-SEC champions. All I know is we got the number one seed in the tournament over Arkansas. So that seems like to me, we're SEC champions. We're, hey, we're ranked higher than them. Uh, you know, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm hyped about it. We needed a little help from Vandy last week. Uh, we got that help, though. Uh, it, it's it's a great feeling uh, considering most people had canceled the season after the South Carolina series. <laughs> I don't know if the, the Florida team had gotten the news, uh, but, no, we're, we're having a great time. We're looking really good. We're number two in the country now behind Wake Forest, and those guys are – just as you know, every bit as talented as any team in baseball right now, I have no no reasoning to to get mad at Wake Forest being number one right now. But man, we, we're looking really good, and it looks like hopefully, by all accounts, we might be getting warm at the right time. Might be getting hot, which is right now is when you want to play your best baseball. Um, Cags drop below the um, the four. ERA, he's got the best ERA on the team for all the hell that he's endured. I was about to say, uh, how could that season. be? I was told he was terrible at pitching. Uh, Cags has had two great outings. I'm talking lights out, uh, really showing what he could be uh, as a pitcher with 70. I think he was at 72 strikeouts last time I saw on the season. Hurston's at 100. I believe Sproats maybe one away from being at 100 strikeouts. The guys have just absolutely – shown their stuff. We have seven uh, players make the all-SEC team. Uh, Cade Curlin made the all-freshman team and the all-SEC team, which is a big deal when you've got a freshman like that that could come in and immediately make an impact from a defensive position like the second-base spot. Uh, The guy has done a great job there. It's just all the way around just some really fantastic effort from these guys. You know, celebrate winning a championship again, you know, the, uh, I think that the University of Florida has gone 45 years in a row now winning a conference title in some sport or another, which is insane. Um, that's just that's you don't you don't hear about that, and it's got the longest streak in the country. We, we won another baseball title. We're 16 time SEC champions now in baseball. It's a big deal, and it looks like we've pretty well played our in, way into a top eight seed, which means as long as you win, you don't. You don't have to go, you know, you don't have to go away anymore. You don't have to worry about playing on the road till you get to Omaha, which is the goal anyway. Um, so just a fantastic end to the season, a fantastic run to go on to play some really tough teams and really show out uh, towards the end of the season. Got a little rocky there with the, the Texas A&M series loss. Like I said, losing to South Carolina, but you, you know, you took care of business against all your rivals, um, which is a big deal with any sport, um, but you really put yourself in a great position now 
uh, to to go on that late season run. We're about to get into the the baseball playoffs, the College World Series, which is the best time of the year for baseball. It's time of the year where you just like March Madness, where you just turn on the TV and just hang out and enjoy baseball all day. Uh, ESPN's app's got a you know multicast, and I'll have that thing up on like multiple games at a time and just enjoy tournament baseball. I mean, guys, just hop on for the ride now. You know, we're going to see where we get seated after this week. We have to get through the SEC tournament. Uh, we'd love to win that, but that's not really the goal because you're going to end up, you know, to win that, you kind of have to put your team through a lot of hell, uh, you know, as far as your arms go and things like that. And that's not really something that Kevin O'Sullivan is going to be interested in because of the goal is to win a championship. You want to keep everybody's arms rested. So uh, just follow along with that, get through the tournament. Looks like we got a clear week, crossing our fingers, clear week of no rain in Hoover now. We think that's behind us, which would be great. That means we can get these games played. Uh, it won't be like last year where we were stuck there until I think Saturday trying to play baseball. Um, so, you know, great things are happening right now. Just support your guys, SEC champions, get your T-shirts, uh, you know, we got the jerseys at Alma Mater. Get the one of those. Support your guys. Go to the baseball field for the tournament, uh, for the regionals. Enjoy that all-day baseball. Go in there. Get yourself a ticket. Go sit in there and just enjoy. Root for the Gators. Hopefully, we can lift some more some more hardware. That's always the goal. You know, you want to change the big number on the board um, and really get really excited about a really elite program within the Gator athletics right now. Yeah, man, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm ready for the run, man. I hope I hope we we win this champion this tournament right here, and then we just get into the groove, man. It's it's fun time of baseball. This is when this is when I usually start to watch. I love tournament baseball and the excitement it brings. I'm ready for Omaha. Hopefully, we make it. I hope I didn't just jinx us because I have a way of doing that, but. <laughs> I don't think you – man, if you jinx these bats, you really did some work. You really got some yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, man, that's going to pretty much do it for this episode. Like I said, we're keeping it pretty short this week. Next week, deep diving these official visits and these visitors coming in. Um, it, it's really an exciting time for Gators recruiting guys. I, I know we've said this a lot. I really think this staff is is going to have us some really good results in the month of June. Never want to put the cart before the horse, but there's a lot of good news out there. A lot of people that that know things feel really good right now about a, a, a good good portion of the recruits that we got coming. So we'll see how it shakes out, you know. But always remember, guys, just because they don't commit. That day of their visit doesn't mean it didn't go good or the staff didn't do what they needed to do. You know, it, it could be a situation where the staff is in contact with them and they said, Coach, I'd just like to go home and set something up with my family and commit then. So, you know, we'll keep it, we'll keep you posted on the info as we get it and we'll break it down on the shows. And um, hopefully we got a lot of good news coming up to talk about. So, guys. As always, make sure you go out there, man, and, and download us, like I said at the beginning of the episode, wherever you get your podcast from, and please check out the YouTube channel. And if you haven't already, if you if you would, just please con, you know consider subscribing to the channel. Drop us a like and hit that notification bell over there so you get a notification every time we upload new content. As right now, we upload two shows a week. 
this and our pod of the people episode, which is exclusive to YouTube every Saturday morning. That's out. We'll be dropping that this Saturday as well. Uh, CJ, anything before we get out of here? No, you guys make sure you're always supporting us creators on our, all our platforms on the Twitter. Check us out on the Facebook group. Keep on doing what you're doing with the YouTube. You guys are doing a great job over here. Um, really appreciating what you're doing. Uh, we've seen the, the channel grow. You got us over a thousand. We're on the road to 2000 subscribers now. And we're going to be announcing a, a giveaway within the next month um, that we're going to try to get, figure out what we're going to try to do with that. And you're going to just keep us, but po- we'll keep you posted with all the news there about, about that and what, what's going to take to enter that. And uh, you guys just keep on following us. Uh, make sure you support our friends at Alma Mater. They've got all the great Gator duds over there, guys. I mean, it's t-shirts. They've got the hats. They've got all all kinds of new things coming out that I'm sure they have planned for you guys. They're releasing something new. Feels like almost every week. If you like the hat I'm wearing, you can get that at uh, Alma Mater. Use our link. It's going to be down below in the comments. And uh, that's pretty much it for this week, guys. I think that's I think that's covered all our bases. That's it, man. And you know, as Wes would always say, guys, this is a podcast that supports our veterans. We appreciate all of your service out there. Those of you that have served or do serve. Um, you guys have a very safe, you know, Memorial Day weekend out there. Everybody be safe and, you know, have some time with your family and enjoy it. We appreciate all of you. Thank you so much, guys. And we will catch you next week. Go Gators. Go Gators.